welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, <laughs> Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist. It is nice to be back on board with you once again today. It is a great pleasure. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this show, regardless of how the team plays, regardless of the situation of the franchise. Nice to be here. Nice to talk Minnesota Vikings football with you. And, of course, I hope everybody had a very, very Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah and Happy Kwanzaa. You can also say, of course, the Minnesota Vikings today hosted the Los Angeles Rams. I like to say Los Angeles the way Chick Hearn used to say the Los Angeles Lakers with Magic Johnson. Yeah, that guy. Um, yeah, we hosted the LA Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, and the Minnesota Vikings failed to win 30-23, to dropped to 7-8. and The Rams jump to 11-4, and and now we'll be hosting a wild card game at the very least. Or should I say, would be hosting a wild card game, but uh, Arizona's not going to win the division. They're just not. Uh, you can see it on their fans' faces. They're just like, are you kidding me? Oh my god. We can't even make a field goal and stuff. Yeah, it's depressing. We'll talk about that in segment number two. Damn it. I, I, I really wanted to see the Cardinals win, and I like this Rams team less after the game than I did before. I like the uniforms for the most part because I like how they kind of kept with the traditional color scheme for the most part. It looks kind of cool. I respect Matthew Stafford, even though he drove me nuts at times, running for first downs and having some big games against the Vikings and all that. Minnesota Vikings had some magical moments against Detroit where we got to sweep them and on occasion maybe win the freaking division once in a while <clears throat> instead of the green and gold team to the east winning the division every year. It's uh, The Vikings owned the division in the 70s and parts of the 90s. And Packers have owned the division most of the way since. Feels good. Feels just feels great. Uh, a, a guy that's uh, been around winning <clears throat> divisions, conference championships, and Super Bowl championships. Sony Michelle had a really nice day for the Los Angeles Rams as well. <clears throat> a couple of urban legends you could say today. A couple of interesting points as well. You could call this an urban legend. Like this, this almost you could almost title this episode the Three Urban Legends. But I don't know if I'll go that far. But maybe I will as I kind of let the show carry me <laughs> as it goes into the title of the episode. But did you notice something about this team this season, almost the whole year? Did you notice how, did you notice the consistent thing that's been happening about this team and the games we've been playing? It's poor quality football as a whole. It's not just the other team. Uh, it's not the other team kicking our butts and we suck or whatever. Or the Bears just sucked and we kind of hung in there and got the job. No, actually, we sucked too in that one. Um, both teams are playing down to their opponent. If the, what Whichever team is inferior, when the Vikings play, whichever team is inferior, the other team plays down to the level of their opponent. Did you ever notice that? That's what's happening. The Rams play down to us. We play down to the Bears. Uh, we play down to the Lions. The Packers play down to us. They struggled and had troubles. Seattle played down to us. Okay, that one we kind of actually sort of won. Uh, did you ever notice that, though? Did you ever notice Cleveland, how awful they were when they came here? Judd Zolgad on the vent line and all that. Score North mentioned about all the quarter, all these quarterbacks and you know had horrible games like uh, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, uh, numerous others. I'll kind of have to jump back into the schedule here just for a reminder. But all these good and not good quarterbacks, regardless of who it was, had horrible games in 
U.S. Bank Stadium, uh, or on the road even. Uh, Seattle, you know, Russell Wilson didn't play well in that game. Lamar Jackson was all over the place. It was a bleeping mess. It was horrible. Uh, every single quarterback, you know, struggled against the Minnesota Vikings. Mr. Uh, What's-His-Name, uh, old What's-His-Name, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, was putrid in the first half anyway, and then he looked like he was going to win his fourth Super Bowl, third Super Bowl, pardon me, championship the second half of that game. But, I mean, everybody, every quarterback has played like garbage against us, so it's like, oh, it must be great defense. No, it isn't, because the run defense sucks. So if it isn't one thing, it's another. And then when they have to get like a third and 11 or something, the quarterback either finds somebody, whoever the quarterback is, or runs for 15 yards. <clears throat> just, 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 you just need to stop them at third and 11, and then they run for 15 or, or 18, even if the guy isn't mobile. But yeah, and then you have Cooper Rush come into the stadium and beat the Minnesota Vikings. Cooper Rush, Pooper, Scooper, Cooper Rush. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's as pooper scooper as it gets. It's a load of bleep. You could just, I don't know. I, <laughs> we we play down to our opponents, and they play down to us. Whatever. Concluded. I mean, that's the title of the 2021 Minnesota Vikings season. Played down to their opponents. Who who played down to their opponents? How can you play down to the, uh, what do you mean we played down to the Rams? No, the Rams played down to us, and we still lost. Uh, you know, Cowboys played down to us and we still lost. Uh, we played down to the Bears and we somehow won. Or we played down to the Lions and lost. It, it's just the title of the season. And you notice how either way, when two teams play down to each other, it's kind of like flip a coin, which gets you to about 500. 500. Can we just move on, please? No more Mike Zimmer. No more Rick Spielman. No more Kirk Cousins. Can we move on? Just look at Kirk Cousins' win-loss record. We've talked about this all season. All season. We probably started talking about it two years ago. In 2019, the peak year for Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. As we didn't win the division or anything, but we made the playoffs and we beat the Saints on a miracle couple of plays. And, yes, he he pushed off, but whatever. Screw the Saints. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph pushed off a little bit. I think, I, I think so. It's one of those plays where maybe you call it, maybe you don't. Thankfully, they didn't, and the Vikings beat the Saints, and nobody's feeling sorry for them. Nobody's feeling sorry for the New Orleans Saints, even all these years later. You know, <laughs> the coach is still there, so screw that. Uh, the Rams, I don't think I like this team very much uh, after today's game. A little bit too much BS, but we'll get to that later. Opening things up, Mason Cole was placed on the injured reserve. Merry Christmas, Mason Cole placed on injured reserve on Christmas Eve. Uh, he had played every single snap in the previous seven games, and he was pretty good, except for the most recent one in Chicago. But other than that, he was pretty damn good. Uh, I hope the Vikings re-sign him to a uh, two-year contract or something like that. Ole Udo returned to right guard, and he, he was okay. The offensive line isn't why the Vikings lost today, but it isn't why they would have won either. Bar's interceptions are what the Vikings would have won with. It's just the execution after Bar's interception, at least the first one, was pathetic. It was horrible. Uh, he had an interception in the red zone, followed by Cousins being sacked on the next play. Yep, so it's like, yeah, d- d- again, does that sum it up? Something goes our way. Do you want to call it a great defensive play? Sure. Occasionally it's a bounce of the ball or whatever. Somebody fumbles or just whatever. Sure, it's a great defensive play, but an individual defensive play, oftentimes the team numbers are not not adequate at all. But a great defensive individual play by Barr. Great game today. Thank you, Anthony Barr. Great game. He's having a good season actually, for the most part, which for once I'm not ripping him to shreds like what an overrated pile of garbage he is. Um, back to where I need to be. It was just, again, it summed it up. Golden opportunity. Here we go. We're ready to go. We're in the red zone. Sacked. Oh, Here we go. God. Oh, what? Come on. 
Yep, sounds good. That's terrific. Thanks. Great. Um, yep, field goal unit. Let's go. Let's go, field goal unit. Well, he made it. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, Greg Joseph. Uh, at least he made his kicks. At least I think he did. Yes, he did. He made both of his extra points, and he made all three of his field goals. Just in case my brain just stopped, because I'm confused all the time nowadays. I don't know who did what anymore. I, I don't know. I mean, I've watched too much football. It's been two back and forth. Greg Joseph looks great one week. The next week, he misses an extra point, or misses two extra points, and he misses a 41-yarder, and whatever. Uh, it's it's just the way it's been. Wayne Gallman Jr. had a kick return for seven yards. Seven, yep. Kenny Nwangu had a kick return for nine. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, Jordan Berry, awesome day, I'd have to say, and thank you. Uh, we needed to punt a few times, couple in the 20. Thank you very much. And Johnny Hecker, not Denny Hecker, we will not get about that. We'll not talk about Denny Hecker right now, but Johnny Hecker was uh, driving the ball far. He was driving it far. Yeah, <laughs> 54 yards. They only punted twice, did the Rams. Isn't that crazy? Von Miller, the uh, Denver legend, part of this Rams defense. They have like everything, don't they? They have players that I respect and I appreciate, and other guys I just can't. I don't like them. You know, I don't like Odell Beckham Jr. I don't like him, and it. I don't like the hair. I don't like the attitude. I don't like the arrogance. I don't like the... Uh, I'll just go on. And this goes with everybody. Anybody can have this. I don't like the neck tattoo. I'm not a fan of that kind of stuff. I think it's attention. I think it's looking for attention, and that could be anybody, okay? So don't go there, please. Anybody does it. Everybody does it of all shapes and sizes. So I don't like it no matter who you are. <laughs> Aaron Donald was kicking the Vikings' butt for the most part most of the day. Anytime there's a pass rush against the Vikings, it's going to be a loss, or it's going to be a really ugly win. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord, like with the Chicago game, but does it even matter? I don't think so. We'll get back to it. Uh, yeah, and like 99 million players have neck tattoos, and I don't like any of those. I don't like any of that kind of stuff, but that's me. Sorry, that's just the way I look. That's the way I see the world, I guess. I'm not going to really judge them. I just don't like it. I don't think it's necessary. Back to where I need to be as I'm digging myself a deeper and deeper hole. The run defense was generally bad. Again, Sony Michelle kind of did what he wanted. He gained yards with ease throughout the game until uh, Sean McVay got Sean McGum or Sean McWhatever. He just wasn't good. <laughs> and no, I wasn't going to rhyme it with another word. No, no. <laughs> no, not that one. Uh, it's not worth it. Uh, it just wasn't good. He started taking chances with passing when you're already ahead. And Sony Michelle, if if the run game's working, and Matthew Stafford was awful, like he was awful today, awful, uh, to say the least. What are you doing? It was kind of like Dennis Green years ago when it was the reverse effect against the New York Jets. It's just it just triggered this memory again. The whole typical play down to your opponent, which is what they did during most of Green's career, especially the second half of it or so. Ah, they did the whole damn time. <laughs> we had no business losing to that mediocre Redskins team way back in 92. We had no business losing that game. Uh, but no, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing, Sean McVay? Like, throw, like taking chances and then Stafford was terrible. Uh, what Dennis Green did years ago against the New York Jets. And how I know this. I just know everything. <laughs> no, I just know everything in my memory. That's all. I, I don't know everything like I'm a genius. I just have my memory... It's just, it's just still there, certain events. New York Jets on the road, but before that, the Vikings never beat the Jets on the road. Uh, the running game was not working the entire freaking day. I think this was circa 97, 96, right around there. Those frustrating years where the Vikings were, like, they looked good, and but they weren't, kind of. They'd always lose games at the last minute. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sounds really familiar. Uh, 
the pass game, the passing game, Brad Johnson is the quarterback, so this had to be 96 or 97, was working, yeah, the passing game was working very well. And the running game was getting stuffed all day against the Jets. Final play of the game, what is it, like we're on the one or two? We're on the one or two, or, or was it the five? Actually, it was like the five, so it's like it's really taking a chance. There was no time left on the clock, basically. And Dennis Green hands off to Robert Smith, who's actually tackled for a loss instantly. And I blurted out a very inappropriate couple of words. Not, yeah, I yelled, you GD idiots, really loud as a teenager, because this is way back, you know, like 96, I think. And my mom was a little bit perturbed <laughs> at the time. So that's kind of what it looked like with Sean McVay. That kind of triggered that old memory. I don't know why I'm going there, and I'm really weird. Uh, McKenzie Alexander had a couple of good moments, and he got beat. Uh, nice open field tackle on Cup. Coop, uh, I almost called him Cooper Cup. Yeah, no, but I mean, he made a great... <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, he had a great day. Yeah, it is Cooper Cup. <laughs> he had a great day, generally speaking. But uh, again, nice open field tackle. That was a good moment for McKenzie Alexander, who got beat uh, later on in the game. Uh, Anthony Barr's no, Patrick Peterson denied the Rams a few times before, uh, before the end of the half, which was really nice. Really appreciated that multiple times. It was really impressive, actually, seeing what Patrick Peterson could do in the end zone, denying a couple of uh, touchdown opportunities for Cooper Cup and uh, oh, and uh, Odell Beckham, <clears throat> forcing LA to settle for a field goal. Kept us in the game, and it was nice, really nice game by Patrick Peterson, to be quite honest. He didn't look great, but he was pretty good in the game. He was actually pretty damn good. Anthony Barr had a second uh, interception, early in the second half that uh, led to a touchdown. Even this consistent offense can't blow first and goal at the two, or at least I hope not. Vikings did get in that time. Thank you very bleeping much. Thank you, Anthony Barr. Great game, forcing a couple of turnovers. So the Vikings wound up with, well, thank God, at least on this one, with both of his interceptions, Vikings wound up with 10 points. Thank you, Anthony Barr. Kept us in the game. Uh, there was another opportunity where the Vikings had the interception from Woods, and the Vikings didn't even move. It was horrible. So, sorry, Woods, that we let you down there. Urban legend was that uh, Matthew Stafford, urban legend of this week, Matthew Stafford had, uh, it was his first game with three or more interceptions since the season opener of September 2018. That's a long time. So, it's not... It's not even if the Vikings' defense was great, though I would have to say the secondary did a really good job versus the defensive line, which for some reason somebody out there was giving a huge compliment and Tanae called them out on Twitter. We'll get to that in a minute. Vikings' defensive line, good. Sometimes there's a nice pass rush, but uh, I didn't see it today. I didn't see it today. It was more of the secondary themselves doing a good job in Stafford just being bad, quite frankly. Urban Legend 2.0. There's another Urban Legend Right after we finally got in the end zone, special teams gives up a kick return for a touchdown. That drew the ire of the audience very quickly. Can't imagine that. Another notable in the game that just it irked me and it got my blood boiling a little bit. I, I just, I'm tired of this crap. Jalen Ramsey uh, got up in KJ Osborne's face after uh, Osborne made a six-yard reception and, and oh, Jalen Ramsey denied him from getting to the first down. And, you know, it, it wasn't like for a down or anything. And he's like flexing and getting all up in his, literally up in his face, like the uh, the grill-to-grill type of deal with the helmets. And it's like, dude, uh, you know, get out of here. F you. Like, I, w- I would have cursed him out if I was K.J. Osborne. I'm not even kidding. I would have said, dude, F off, you know, <laughs> I don't care how good you are. I don't care who you are. There's just no need for that garbage. Grow up. Grow up, man. I would have I would have given it to him. And I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I don't like that kind of crap. Like, dude, grow up. 
I, you know, act, act, act like who you are. Act like you've been here a little bit. Don't tell me that that's, oh, that's having fun. Because that, that's not having fun. It's being an a-hole. So stuff like that, I, I don't respect. I, I don't respect you, Jalen Ramsey, for that kind of crap. Just so you know. I'm sure he cares so much. But I don't respect him for that, that crap. Um, it's just, I don't know. Just play the game. Grow up, man. That's the way I see that as well. Um, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't like anybody kind of taunting somebody. And then, of course, there's not going to be any flag ever any time they make a tackle or whatever. And it wasn't exactly a tackle for loss. Even uh, Bursich, because I, I, I had the radio on uh, at the time. Even Bursich was like, I don't know what that was all about. Like, what what the heck? You know, that was, that was not necessary. And I agree. <clears throat> Justin Jefferson, great overall game today. And he did uh, eclipse the greatest number of yardage uh, in the first two seasons for a wide receiver in NFL history, he passed the guy on the other sideline named Odell Beckham Jr. Good. Thank you. Uh, congratulations, Justin Jefferson. He certainly gets the yards. He doesn't get the touchdowns like Moss, who kind of did a bit of both, but he certainly gets the yards. Uh, it would help, though, obviously, a more prolific offense, more, uh, yeah, like uh, like better coached and such would, would help uh, a better coached offense, better managed offense. He'd probably have a ton more touchdowns, and I'm sure he would. Justin Jefferson, if all goes well, he stays healthy. Knock on wood. Definitely is on a Hall of Fame projection, and it's awesome to see. It's uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have him in the lineup. He's had a few telling quotes at the end of games that that let you know he's getting he's getting a bit frustrated with how things are going. Uh, that uh, I don't know, and people are concerned. You know that it could be another Stephon Diggs in terms of not in terms of attitude, where but where Diggs's attitude was pretty. Not it was not cool at the end of the day. It wasn't cool what he did, but at the same time, it's the old do you blame him at the end of the day when the offense is not being run properly and Kirk Cousins is just what he is. He's extremely talented, but there's just something that's never going to, there's something missing from Kirk Cousins that'll just never be there. It's not going to be there. He's, he's approaching his mid-30s. It's not coming. It ain't coming. Kind of like Francisco Liriano after the elbow surgery. He, he was never going to be the same guy again, ever. Um, something was missing between the years after that. He was so aggressive and so good before that. Francisco Liriano for the Twins. And after the elbow surgery, it just he didn't have the aggressiveness he had before. And he was just going to be up and down forever. And that's kind of how I see Kirk Cousins. Uh, he played with a cracked rib. Highly respect his toughness and highly respect everything around him. Uh, his, his Christian faith and everything as well. And uh, again, God's blessed him with a very, 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 very durable body. But at the end of the day, the frustration remains with something missing between the ears with the guy. Um, the, it just is. And again, <laughs> doesn't matter who you are, what, what you know, shapes and sizes, no matter who you are, it could be anybody. And you could have geniuses all over sports. Um, man, I, I mean, I would love to have Teddy Bridgewater with the Vikings. I, I wish he had a slightly better arm. The guy would probably be a fantastic quarterback, maybe even a franchise quarterback, if Teddy had a little bit better arm. That was the only thing missing. Doggone it. Tavares Jackson, great arm. Very athletic. Inaccurate. And, you know, the mental game just wasn't there. Where Teddy's, it was. You know, it's all over the place. Warren Moon, very smart, but took too many chances. Uh, had a bit of every, bit, had tons of talent. But again, he took too many chances at times. He tried to force plays. That's, what I, that's the one thing I didn't like about Moon. Everything else, great quarterback. Uh, he could go all over the place. Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> Let's be honest. Very smart. 
limited with the arm a little bit, and he made a lot of mistakes, but I thought he was he did more good than bad, you know, at the end of the day. You could definitely say that about Teddy Bridgewater. Does more does more good than bad, despite this, despite that. Same with Case Keenum. Obviously made a lot of mistakes, made more mistakes than Brad Johnson, but when he's hot, he's hot, that kind of thing. He could be so much fun to watch. A little bit of a Brett Favre in him. Um... I'm kind of wandering all over the place. Again, the defensive line, though, the pass rush. And it's funny. It's ironic. Right when Tanae tweeted that guy calling him out about how that guy was bragging about how great the, uh, well, yeah, it's a familiar name out there, a media member. Not bragging, but, uh, you know, recognizing the Vikings' uh, pass rush. It's ironic. Zero sacks today. Zilch. Zip. Nada. And the guy still throws three interceptions. And we lose. It's just like, whatever. The lack of sacks didn't help. I got to tell you, that didn't help. I mean, the Rams, when they needed to drive the ball down the field, they pretty much did, for the most part, when they weren't turning the ball over. See, that was their punch, I guess, in a sense. Uh, Aaron Donald with one sack, Greg Gaines with one sack. Only two sacks on Kirk, but they were both at crucial times that killed drives in a big way. Just, just you know, just the execution wasn't there. It's, it's just that simple. The execution wasn't there when it needed to be. Is L.A. this great team? Are they going to win the Super Bowl? Nah, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. And if they do, they'll get hot at the right place, right time. I don't think this team is a Super Bowl contender, but maybe I'm wrong, and good luck to them if they are. With 11 wins, they're hanging around, and they will be playing home games for sure. Absolutely now. I I don't think Arizona is going to be hosting anything, and it's too bad because I like Arizona. Um, They're in the playoffs, but that's it. They're going to be on the road. They'll be a really good road team, but uh, and maybe they'll do some serious damage to a team like Dallas uh, or even upset Tampa in the first round. But I, after that, I don't know. I don't know if they'd beat the Rams or the Packers uh, after that. So, uh, Rams or Packers. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. Maybe Green Bay and Kansas City. Everybody's been hoping for that, it seems like. <laughs> we'll, we'll get in. Um, anything else with this game? Uh, again, Sony Michelle. I, I didn't mention the actual stats. Again, it was Tech Mobile. It was Tech Mobile where whenever you get your four or five yards every single time, there's no way you're going to lose the game. Just keep running. You know, and, and it just kept happening. I know you wouldn't want to run every play, but run frequently. And that's when the Rams were having, like, all kinds of success and very little worry. 131 yards and about five yards to carry. Only 16 for as long on the day. Uh, Daryl Henderson got hurt on the one play. Uh, it looked like it might have been his shoulder, the way the way uh, the Viking defender. I forget if it was Alexander. I think it was. I think it was McKenzie Alexander pulling Daryl Henderson down kind of hard. Uh, he looked like he was hurt a bit, and he never came back, unfortunately. So I'm guessing he's okay. Good luck to him, and so Sonny Michelle, though, all due respect to him because of his days with the New England Patriots and the Super Bowl title. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, five yards of carry. The Rams do have have the pieces to win a Super Bowl, no question. But will they? I don't think so. <laughs> will they? I don't think so. The friend Tarkington for today's episode is going to be Anthony Barr, even though you could uh, give an honorable mention to guys like Patrick Peterson and, of course, a very familiar name by the name of uh, Justin Jefferson, who was absolutely great in the game again. Uh, Madison got in the end zone, which was great. Kanane Wangwu, they're just not getting, they're not getting him going. They're not utilizing his talent. They're kind of treating him like an average Joe of a running back out there. And you got to get more creative with a guy like that with his skill set. And that's why on five carries, he only got eight yards. <laughs> that's pretty embarrassing, actually. Um, they're not using him properly. Um, but no, the, the winner of the 
Tarkington is going to be Anthony Barr. I mean, you get two turnovers to lead to 10 points. You're the Fran Tarkington. Unless something absolutely nuts happens more than once or something. Cam Byam in the limited action. Very good out there. Really love what he does. Xavier Woods got an interception. He's he's adequate, but that's about it. Dantzler had some good moments. Mike Zimmer, good job with the challenges today. With respect. Good job with the challenges today. Thank you, Mike. You actually won those. Uh, can't complain about the refs. Uh, the Christian Ponder Memorial. To me, nobody majorly stands out in terms of just the pass defense. The, or excuse me, the run defense wasn't good. Maybe it's going to have to go to Pierce and Tomlinson throughout the day, even though they had some moments. It's going to go to Pierce because he's supposed to be the main run stopper out there. Of course, the linebackers are, are at fault as well at times, like, uh, you know, but I'm going to give it to Pierce, and it's a very gentle one. I'm not attacking Pierce that bad, but uh, he's been a frustration. Let's just leave it at that. And Tomlinson at least uh, deflected a pass. Appreciate that. Michael Pierce will get a gentle uh, Ponder Memorial. Otherwise, it's just the leadership of the team. Kirk Cousins, obviously, is a huge candidate for it, as he was very mediocre in the game at times. He, he put up stats, but that's it. Just uh, general mediocrity and not being able to get the job done when you need him to. Can't pick on Ole Udo today. Can't. He wasn't that bad. With that, we'll take a quick break and return and look at the rest of the league. And heading into Lambeau Field, we'll get that conversation going as we head to the end of the uh, second segment. back here on Purple Mafia, segment number two, or numero dos, or something like that. Time to look around the league a little bit, NFC North, and of course, Green Bay Packers. It's it's Packer Week. Aren't you excited? It's it's Packer Week. So, yeah, yeah, that's Packer Week, but yeah, I wish it meant something. It, it kind of does and kind of doesn't. I mean, yeah, we're in the hunt, but I don't know. Thursday night, the Tennessee Titans hosted the San Francisco 49ers, and they finally won again. Gosh, they were like what ten and two or nine and two. They had a pretty good record not too long ago, at least eight and two, if I remember correctly. Well, they're ten and five now. San Francisco has dropped to eight and seven. It helps us a little bit, but eh, not really. I don't know. I don't like the Vikings chances. I just don't. I'm not trying to be an ass. It's just I don't know. Jimmy Garoppolo mediocre against that solid, strong Tennessee defense. Tennessee just kind of came back and. Played a much better game, but both Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown were spectacular in the air. But Jimmy Garoppolo's multiple turnovers, multiple interceptions helped do in the San Francisco 49ers along the way. 49ers did have a 10 nothing lead, and they were good for most of the way. But then Tennessee just kind of took over into the uh, took, took over as they got late into the third quarter and into the fourth. Lots of uh, breaks heading into Tennessee's direction, and they end up winning the game 20 to 17. Congratulations, Tennessee Titans as you're inching and inching closer to the playoffs and uh, and beyond, possibly. Green Bay, Cleveland, that'll be the final game to look at, of course. Arizona and Indianapolis. Uh, well, I'm happy for Indianapolis. I mean, there was a time, it seemed like the whole year Indianapolis had this, you know, things looked good, but they'd have this crappy record. They were like, you know, like, 
like four and four, three and three, two and like one and three or something. I mean, they had some icky, they had an icky start to the season. And as the dust continues to clear with the Indianapolis Colts, they're now nine and six and look like a serious contender in the AFC. They're still not winning their division, but well, you know, AFC South, we'll see how that goes. But they're hanging in there. Carson Wentz just keeps getting better and better and better. Jonathan Taylor, very strong day on the ground. Averaging four yards of carry and 108 yards. Kyler Murray trying to do everything he can. Uh, inaccurate. Some people even would go as far as to say he's uh, overrated. Luckily for him, he did not turn the ball over in this game. But generally speaking, down the stretch, I mean, it was Indianapolis getting the job done with Frank Reich and Carson Wentz. I mean, whatever it was, starting off the year, it was like the similar frustrations with Carson Wentz, kind of mediocrity, and he just gradually kept getting better and better, and he has been staying healthy, and he's starting to look more and more like the blue-chip quarterback he was coming out of NDSU, and it's it's nice to see. It's nice to see Carson Wentz emerge and become a better player. It's like he always kind of had a feeling somehow, some way, him and Frank Reich would work things out, and it's been getting better and better. Indianapolis now <clears throat> 22 to 16 and Arizona has been dropping like a man without a parachute as remember I compared them you know you I can't go as far as to say like the 97 Vikings going from eight and two to nine and seven which was ridiculous then the Vikings barely won their last game against a terrible Indianapolis team absolutely terrible team in 1997. It's amazing how quickly that team had dropped off after being a little playoff uh, miracle team that missed the Super Bowl by like a tip of a ball in the end zone. They would have been in the Super Bowl, and like my brother said, probably would have gotten their ass kicked by Dallas. But at least they would have made it. Woohoo! Uh, Arizona just keeps dropping. They're ten and five. It's not like a bad record, but it's because they won so many games earlier in the season that they're still in nice position. This was Christmas Day. Chris. Day, which actually was also the Titans game. I don't know why I called it Thursday, so my apologies there. It's, nope, 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 that was Thursday. I'm getting these mixed up. I'm crazy. Deeply apologize. Yep, Christmas Day, Arizona, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Baltimore. What's up with the Bengals? How about the Bengals? First place in the AFC North. Congratulations, Cincinnati, crushing the Baltimore Ravens, who dropped to 8-7. and seven. What is up with Baltimore? Maybe they are going to fire Jim Harbaugh. Maybe. Uh, did I just call him Jim? John. Maybe they are going to fire him. I wouldn't, but you never know. I mean, they were among the league's elite. It doesn't help not having Lamar Jackson, but Josh Johnson was okay. He threw for 300 yards, a couple touchdowns. My apologies, a sudden sneezing fit was popping up on me. I don't know where that came from, but yeah, I mean, Cincinnati. Joe Burrow had pretty much a perfect game. I mean, it doesn't really get much better than this. Hey, remember how good Kirk Cousins was? Remember how good the Vikings offense was against the Baltimore Ravens? In fact, we just dominated that club. Are you ready? Are you ready for Cincinnati's numbers here? Uh, well, Joe makes in 65 yards on the ground and a touchdown. That's okay. That's cute and everything for like a second or third running back in fantasy. Okay, let's get to the important part. Joe Burrow. Let's see. Uh, hmm. I don't know. 525 yards. Four touchdowns, no turnovers. Unbelievable. I don't even know how his quarterback rating was below, like, perfection in a game like this. T. Higgins, oh, I don't know, 194 yards and two touchdowns. Like, you have any of these guys, you probably won. Jamar Chase, well, he didn't get a touchdown. 125, though. Tyler Boyd, 85 yards and a touchdown. Joe Mixon, 70 yards receiving and a touchdown. Wow. Cincinnati showed up to play. Five extra points all made by Evan McPherson, but he did miss a field goal attempt. So, Evan, you just, you spoiled the party a little bit. 
but they beat the Baltimore Ravens by 20 points and put up some numbers that only players in this league could dream about. Absolutely wonderful day for Cincinnati Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals. Merry Christmas, Cincinnati. First place in the AFC North against all odds, right? Uh, well, finally, hopefully, pray to God, a number one pick actually works out for the Cincinnati Bengals, and it would be about time. <laughs> and, you know, to be fair, Carson Palmer was just fine, but obviously that stinking knee injury at the end of his first season, well, the first season when they made the playoffs anyway, so a couple of years in there, when he was really, really emerging as one of the best quarterbacks in football, the doggone ACL injury at the beginning of a postseason game, uh, well, not beginning, but later in that game. It was uh, just absolutely heartbreaking for the Cincinnati Bengals. As Carson Palmer, as good as he was throughout his career, was never the same after that injury. I mean, he was on his way to being a top two or three quarterback in football. He wound up being like a top ten, you know. It's just doggone it. It's too bad. Uh, Joe Burrow, hopefully that will not be the case for him. He continues to get better and better and better, and good for him. Go Bengals. Go Bengals. Win a bleeping playoff game. It's been 33 years. Okay, I've said that too many times. Hey, Buffalo. Yeah, it looks like New England was getting a little bit too happy with themselves the last couple of weeks. You know that first place in the AFC thing by the New England Patriots? You know, 9-4, and four, first place in the AFC East. Yeah, step aside. Buffalo's back. Yeah, and I like the Patriots, but I like the Bills too. 33-21. to 21. Buffalo heads into Foxborough, Gillette Stadium, and shaves the New England Patriots. He, they shaved them by 12. 33-21 to, 12, uh, 33 to 21 anyway. All right, Josh Allen had an unbelievable day today, obviously showing some of that mobility and the quickness and some fancy stuff, and also threw for three touchdowns and did not turn the ball over. Mac Jones was bad. He was just bad, really bad. Quarterback rating 31.4, need I say more, a couple of turnovers, no touchdowns, just inaccurate, got his butt kicked. Buffalo's defense is back again. It's back, and then it disappears, and then it's back again. Somebody called Damian Jones for the New England Patriots did all the work on the offensive side of the ball. In fact, all three touchdowns were scored by Damian Harris. I just called him Jones because Mac Jones is right next to him, and I've heard that name before. Damian Harris runs the ball in three times. Congratulations, Damian, on an amazing, amazing game. 5.7 yards a carry, but three TDs. Absolutely spectacular for the Patriots, but that's about it. And they never got to Josh Allen once. Zero stacks in the game. Buffalo Bills, though, finally winning a game again. They they were turning into the Arizona Cardinals of the AFC. Looked like the best team in the AFC. I thought they were going to the Super Bowl. And But then again, to start off the season, they were they lost a very disappointing game, kind of like the Packers. And then they reemerged and looked great. And then they started losing games again that didn't make a whole lot of sense. And, well, now they're back to first place in the AFC East, at least for the moment. So, okay. DJ, I just called him DJ, DH, DH, number 37, running the ball into the end zone for the New England Patriots to kind of keep them around, I guess. But, yeah, it was like a touchdown per quarter from the second, third, and fourth for the New England Patriots, but they trailed the whole game. It was just not a good day for the Patriots. The Buffalo Bills reclaimed first place in the division, at least for now. We'll see how that lasts. What is up with Jacksonville and the Jets? It's like they're like the worst games in the world. <laughs> it's like the worst football ever. Like Jacksonville versus Houston twice, and then two was it New York Jets versus Detroit, like games like that. It's like, what is going on? Some of the worst football I've ever seen. But, well, yeah, well, Zach Wilson did something today a little bit. And the New York Jets emerged victorious 26-21 to in a very exciting game, I'm sure, 
for everybody um, uh, willing to watch. Um, <laughs> yeah, James Robinson, unfortunately, may have an Achilles tear. We'll see. They're going to look at him with an MRI. James Robinson. James Hollywood Robinson. Oh, James. Nice running back for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. One of the few positives this entire season, other than having the number one pick in the draft and Trevor Lawrence. Hopefully he can turn things around. At least he didn't turn the ball over the last couple of weeks. That's about it. And now we got the Daryl Bevel as coach. I think he'll be better fit for the time being anyway to wrap things up and see who they get next year to coach the team. But they're 2-13 and 13 on the season. They continue to suck. And now you might end up having uh, an, uh, an Achilles there for James Robinson, so that sucks. Zach Wilson did not turn the ball over. He only threw for 100 yards, though, but led to a victory. And he also ran the ball into the end zone. 91 yards rushing for Zach Wilson, including a 52-yard scamper. Impressive. Michael Carter has emerged nicely with the Jets. We'll see. Maybe they're, they've got something to work with going into next season. For their sake, I hope so, because it'd be nice to see the Jets playing better. I, I love the uniforms and blah, blah, blah. I like the Jets. It'd be nice to see them actually play well and be a factor again. 4-11 and 11 on the season. I think Zach Wilson is going to be better than Sam Darnold. He's not a turnover machine like Sammy D is for Carolina and was for the Jets. Just like we played against him, and it was three turnovers, three interceptions in that game, and it's like he just knew it because he stinks. <laughs> he stinks. Sam Darnold is a very disappointing Blue chip quarterback. Philadelphia Eagles looking like a team that uh, wants to at least make the playoffs, and we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll pull off some some crazy upset. Jake Fromm and Mike Glennon quarterbacking the Giants in today's game, and wow. Wow. That's all. That's that's all you need to know. It's terrible. Saquon Barkley couldn't run for two yards a carry. He had a long of seven yards. That's, that's just all you need to know. What more is there to say? The Eagles... Uh, dominated the Giants throughout the game, and it was 34-10. to 10. The Giants are garbage. How did they even win four games this year? Well, I suppose. <laughs> I I just, I don't know. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. The Giants haven't been good for a while. Hard to believe they won two Super Bowls in the last decade. But I suppose that's time moves quickly. That's why it's not for long. Philadelphia Eagles, well, they're coming back into the postseason again, it looks like. Tampa Bay and Carolina... Last week, Tampa Bay got shut out by the Saints. I don't know, man. I, I don't accept that garbage. But hey, 11-4 and four on the year. Rock and roll. You know, that's all Arizona had to do was win today, and they'd be 11-4, and four, despite all the disappointing losses. Isn't that weird? Isn't that something, just how quickly and how easily things can change? Isn't that weird? They'd be tied with Tampa at the moment. But, well, they're not. And Sam Darnold didn't turn the ball over, but he didn't do a whole lot else either. Cam Newton, terrible. Brady, nothing special. Just got the job done. And, of course, again, he lost uh, one of his favorite receivers last week to an ACL, so that sucks. But he's still got Gronk. He's got Antonio Brown. That's the number one guy now. I bet they're thrilled that they were able to get him last season. Still got Gronk, but he only hit, caught one ball today did Gronk, and it was not a touchdown. Somebody called Cameron Bright, Brat, Cameron Brat, or Brait, or Brat, or however you want to pronounce it, got a single touchdown in the game, receiving for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Le'Veon Bell has emerged on the Tampa Bay Bucks, and he he uh, lost a yard on two carries. All right. That's uh, excellent. It's impressive. I'm just stunned by the greatness. Le'Veon Bell, that's what you get for holding out, you know, with Pittsburgh, because he has done jack crap since then. 
and he's a journeyman, and, well, it is what it is. Maybe he'll get a ring as, like, the 15th running back for Tampa. And that's about all there is left to say. Carolina just sucks. I'm surprised they won five games this year, but I guess they were okay for a minute. 32-6, to six, Tampa rolling all over a crappy and sappy Baltimore, or Baltimore, uh, Carolina club. I don't know why I'm so out of sorts here. I need to wake up and smell the coffee here. Apologize. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers lost to the Houston Texans. What's going on? What's going on? I thought Houston would, would like a... Houston must like just being mediocre. They must take some of Viking fans, uh, some of the Viking fans like Kool-Aid or something. What's going on, Chargers? What's going on? You gave up 41 points to the Texans? 29. 41 to 29. Houston, this is three wins in a row now. Weren't they 1-11 and and like going to get the number one pick? Well, well, Davis Mills looks great. Yeah, he had a great day. He was very efficient, and he was. Let's be fair. And Rex Burkhead ran for 149 yards and got in the end zone twice. What's up with that? Justin Herbert stopped turning the ball over, damn it, twice in today's game. Two interceptions, and then Justin Jackson fumbled. Oh, my goodness. What's going on? This is this is why, why the Vikings beat up on the Chargers a few years back. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's what happens when... Uh, uh, Philip Rivers doesn't give a crap anymore, and he threw like 15 interceptions against us. He just he was just like hurling the ball in the air. Wow, well, what the hell? Ah, oh, what the hell? We're just having a little fun here in the backyard, you know? Oh gosh, that's funny. I threw an interception. That's basically what it was. And the Vikings rolled all over that club, circa 2019, and route to our uh, only playoff season with Kirk Cousins as quarterback. That's right, only playoff season with Kirk Cousins as quarterback. Need I say more? Need I say more, everyone? Kirk Cousins, the great numbers, and 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 we just don't get it. We just don't get it. No, I don't get it. I I don't. Seriously, I don't get it. <laughs> you don't pay quarterbacks forty million dollars to uh, make the playoffs once in four years. I don't get it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, and I don't get this either. What's going on? Why is Houston crushing the Chargers? I know it's the NFL, and I know it's a road game for the LA Chargers, but. What the hell? What's going on? And why are they so happy? Ra ra re. We're gonna get the fifth pick instead of the second or first. Ra ra ra. Woo woo woo. It means so much. I'm, I mean, I'm happy for the individual players. Great games for the running back and the quarterback and such. But running back Rex Burkhead, I believe he was on the Patriots as well. It's like Patriots Sunday again. Everything but the Patriots did well. For once, it's like the tree of uh, Bill Belichick. One way or another, is actually playing well in other places. Except Brady, he wasn't that great. It was just average. Wrap your head around that. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, who understands it? Because I sure don't. Kansas City and Pittsburgh, I kind of understand this. Pittsburgh played about the way they did in U.S. Bank Stadium in the first half. But Kansas City is not as lazy as the Vikings were in that game in the second half, playing uh, prevent defense and prevent offense and prevent coaching and prevent draft picks and prevent wins and prevent everything. Yeah, prevent everything. Prevent everything. Just everything. Um, that's why Pittsburgh was able to come back. 36-10 to 10 in this case, which is about what the Vikings game score should have been a couple of weeks ago on Thursday Night Football. But we just decided not to do it that way. Uh, it should have been that way in the first place. <laughs> Pat Mahomes, just another day in the office. 300, well, 258 yards with three touchdowns. Absolutely great day for him. It was just kind of too easy. Pittsburgh just kind of slacked off and sucked, and it's just all there is to say. Um, 
Ben Roethlisberger, God bless you. Great, great career. It's that's it. It's time to go. It's time to go unless you want to give one one more final season somewhere where they desperately need a quarterback and they have like everything else that's good. But I I, I don't know what's the point of that though. It works once in a while, I guess. Like for Denver, one year with Kansas City Chiefs '93, but by '94 Joe Montana was kaput. He could barely play anymore, and it was a bummer because I love Joe Montana. Continuing, Las Vegas over the Denver Bronx. Over the Bronx. Feels like these two teams just played each other, but of course they did because they're a divisional team. Denver Bronx are basically just like a 7-8 and eight on the season. LA Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders are about as mediocre as it gets. 8-7. and seven. I don't know. I mean, the Vegas Raiders are kind of like us in a way. Just mediocre, hanging in there. At least they have a kicker that makes kicks more like all the time. And he used to play here. But, uh, oh, oh well. At least Greg Joseph's been fairly consistent lately. Josh Jacobs, solid day, but lost the ball. Derek Carr lost the ball multiple times. Have you had a fumble and an interception? Kind of a weird overall game. Two teams that aren't going anywhere. I don't care what anyone says. Neither team is going anywhere. Whatever. Denver and Las Vegas is almost meaningless. It's just kind of playing out the season as far as I'm concerned. Washington and Dallas is on the, yes, Washington, Warsh, you know, yeah, like Warsh, Wash, Washington, okay, Washington and Dallas are on the street right now, Washington with the all maroon outfits, I like it, I like it, go, go, golden gophers, okay, sorry, <laughs> yes, the Washington gophers, or the Washington W's, as I affectionately call them, are ready to punt, how exciting, Dallas leads 7 nothing. The Dallas Cowboys looking to win their division over a an old bitter rival in the Washington Redskins. They're not going anywhere. Washington W's, excuse me, I apologize. Uh, the Washington maroon uniforms, I guess. Yep, those are nice though. I, I I like the full look, and I like of of course I like the the number. They must just love being called Washington or the Washington Football Team. They just must love it because was it two? It's two full seasons now, right? Are they going to come back next year with the same bit going? It, it does look kind of cool. The name is hideous. I mean, it doesn't get much worse than that. The Minnesota hockey team, the Minnesota football team, just a purple because Vikings is offensive. You know, it's it's bad. I'll just leave that where that is. I'm sure somebody will make that up somewhere. Uh, the Vikings one is bad, though. It's uh, the Washington, the Minnesota purple team. Yeah, that's what they're called now. The, the purple pride. How, who, who, who. Okay, sorry. But the Cowboys are winning their division and they're winning the game and uh, who cares. Atlanta versus the, I, I hate the Cowboys and I'm sure everyone else does too. Atlanta Falcons beat Detroit. Oh, man. Oh, Detroit lost again. <laughs> 20 to 16 after crushing Arizona last week. They didn't beat Arizona. They crushed them. Isn't that just the darndest thing? I don't understand it either. Cordell Patterson, I don't understand this either. I mean, he averaged two yards a carry, but he still got in the end zone. That's cool. Tim Boyle, somebody called Tim Boyle, quarterback of the Detroit Lions. Yikes. I mean, yikes. It's just Matt Ryan's another guy. I, I don't know if he's just going to have a change of scenery or retire or what's going to happen. He's not that old. Riley Patterson, again, Minnesota Vikings <laughs> training camp. Uh, tryout guy, you know, like one of those guys you sign, you know, uh, undrafted from college, and I kind of liked him. I liked his wherewithal, and I think he's a little better than Greg Joseph. That's just me, but I don't know. I kind of liked him, but he was missing a lot of kicks, I guess, in practice, and 
They wind up with Greg Joseph, which is okay. It's okay. Eh, what, what more is there to say? Detroit is now 2, 12, and 1. What more do you want to say? They're terrible. They're going to have the number two pick in the draft, it looks like, behind Jacksonville. And we'll see. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. And Atlanta is, you know, like a crappier version of the Vikings, really. Better quarterback, slightly. Slightly. Not much better, but slightly better. And it's just a bunch of weird, random players. Uh, some talent in there, but some weird weirdness as well. Thomas Morstead. Hey, Thomas. Remember Tommy Morstead? Thomas Morstead? <laughs> yep, with the New Orleans Saints, and he walked out there to pretend to be a defensive tackle back when you couldn't just walk off. You still had to kick the extra point. I'm glad they got rid of that. That was funny. But um, unless you have to kick it to win the game or lose the game, whatever, or tie it up or whatever the heck is, it would be to win. Um, yeah, because if you're walking off, you, you won. So that's that. Chicago, Chicago Bears go into Seattle. They're plucky. They're plucky. They went into Seattle, and now both teams are 5-10. and 10. That means the Bears will have a better draft pick, or, well, worse draft pick than the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson was okay against a pretty good Chicago defense. He was solid. He didn't turn the ball over, and he threw over a couple TDs. Nick Foles, Mr. Mister, I'm going to come in and kill your 13-3 uh, and three Vikings season and beat the Patriots somehow in the Super Bowl. I still don't know how that happened, other than they just were on fire like you couldn't imagine. They had the two best games of their life and two greatest games in Philadelphia Eagles history because they ended up going to and winning the Super Bowl. doesn't get much better. It was a snowy day. Snowy day, just like it's becoming snowy now outside here on this Sunday night. <laughs> snowy day in Lumen Field. Lumen Field. Beautiful. It's 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 illuminating with the, with the snow, I guess. Um... Chicago Bears end up winning by a point, 25 to 24. They score 11 points in the fourth quarter to strip uh, victory away from defeat. The Bears were down by 10 late in the third quarter and wound up <laughs> wound up winning the game. Impressive win for the Bears. It's meaningless generally, but it's fun. I guess it's fun if you're a fan. Like that's cool. I'm glad we're able to come back and win a game. Uh, you know, and that's about all there is to say there. Green Bay versus Cleveland, a certainly more meaningful game for a lot of people, including those east of us in Wisconsin, including somebody in Australia as well who's a big fan of the Cleveland Browns. But he's very, very unhappy right now, I'm sure. I'm unhappy too because I'd like to see Cleveland win. Not just because I'm tired of Green Bay, but I want to see Cleveland win. And that guy would be Vince Germano of Australia, of course. Big Lakers fan, and he can't be happy about the way they're playing either. They're below 500. Cleveland Browns, 7-8 and eight on the season. Ugh, two teams closest to us, Vince, and they're both 7-8. and eight. They both had such a more promising outlook coming into the season. And then and here we are looking at this. It's just, it's it's so depressing. And they almost had Green Bay. Almost had them, but it seemed like the whole game, Green Bay was just a step ahead, a step ahead, a step ahead, a step ahead. Cleveland had their little comeback late in the third and into the fourth. And it just wasn't enough. They'd have opportunities, but they just kept failing and failing and failing and failing and failing. And when you have a guy like Baker Mayfield that could throw an interception in his sleep, uh, you're not going to win with Baker Mayfield as your, as your main guy. You're just not. He's, he's not a franchise quarterback. I mean, Kirk Cousins is better than Baker Mayfield. I'd, I'd rather have Kirk Cousins, honestly. Baker Mayfield's a mental gidget, if that's a word. Nick Chubb was fantastic in the game. 
but unfortunately when you're behind, you you can't run the ball as much as you'd like, and Aaron Rodgers is just, he's playing MVP football. He's not turning the ball over. He's, he's completing the passes he needs to. He's got a fantastic wide receiver named Devontae Adams. Alan Lazard can kill you, and so can some other valuable pieces. Right now, if I'm going to be 100% um, objective, and just come at this as a football fan, a football commentator, a football this, football that, football maven, whatever you want to call me, a football idiot. Green Bay is going to win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, Green Bay is finally going to get it done again. Yay. I'm sure everyone's so happy to hear me say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're all so happy that Green Bay is going to win their fifth Super Bowl since the Super Bowl era, uh, which is quite a few, actually. Five is a lot unfortunately. Um, but it is finally, in terms of when you have quarterbacks at this talent level, to only get their third Super Bowl title, at least we can laugh about that. But we're still waiting for our first, so I guess we can't laugh about anything. Uh, Mayfield just sucks. And I don't know, it's funny, Cleveland could have won the game, but it's the old, even when you don't play so hot, you still win. It just shows you what they are. And what Paul Allen says is dead accurate on the PA show, of course. Paul Allen Project, whatever he wants to call it, PA on the mic, on KFAN. He talks about a Green Bay is the toughest out in the NFL, which means you may have them beat, you think you have them beat, and then they still find a way to win one way or another with uh, good defense at the right time and, of course, extremely clutch offense with the best quarterback in the league. It's, you know, regardless if you don't like his State Farm bits or you think he's arrogant or you, you don't like that he doesn't agree with you about vaccines, you know, I, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, it, it doesn't matter. He, he gets it done. You think he's smug. You think he's mean to his family. It is what it is. <clears throat> Whatever he is, he, he gets it done. Uh, 12 and 3 on the year. Green Bay, to me, is the favorite to win the Super Bowl. And I, I'm just, that's the vibe I'm getting. I'm making a December 26th prediction. Right here, Green Bay is going to win the Super Bowl this year. They are going to win the Super Bowl this season unless something dramatically changes. The only other team, and I do think it's going to be the matchup that probably a lot of people have been wanting to see. People with neutral opinions, they're not your arch rival. Like, neither team is your arch rival, and you're not a fan of either team either. Green Bay, Kansas City, it's finally going to happen. It's, it's like a collision course. It's like two freight trains traveling at a hundred at at eighty eight miles an hour or a hundred miles an hour, right towards each other, Green Bay and Kansas City, for what should make out to be an epic Super Bowl. But I think Green Bay wins, which most people might laugh at. I think they win by a very very narrow margin, if I was predicting it. That's that's who we're playing next week in Lambeau Field. Yep yep yep. Get your uh, get your cold uh, get your uh, get your coats ready. Do this. Do that. Minnesota Green Bay, the season series or the all-time series is 63, 56, and 3. We've tied the Packers three times and at least twice during my lifetime. And the other was not during my lifetime. It was during my brother's lifetime. Uh, November 26, 1978. My brother was about eight months old. <laughs> the first time we played Green Bay in my life, the Vikings won in overtime. On uh, September 23rd, 1979. <laughs> I was born in July, of course, the end of that month. Uh, it's obviously been a back-and-forth deal, the, six, the late 60s and all the way up until the literally the end of the 70s, the Vikings dominated Green Bay. And then, for some reason, the first half of the 80s, Green Bay dominated the Vikings. 
Vikings were not real good in the early 80s. They had some moments, but generally they weren't. The Packers were actually a halfway competitive team. Though most people might think, oh, they sucked during that time. Not really. In fact, most of the 80s, the Packers dominated the Vikings, actually. When you look at the records and such, Packers at five-game win streak here, three-game win streak there, four-game win streak there, and then it got kind of back and forthy in the 90s. Vikings started having a little win streak here and there. 93, we swept the Packers in 93. Hmm. I barely remember that, but yeah, we did. And I remember watching the Vikings very much so that year, but it was a very mediocre Viking team. But we owned the Packers for a little while during my tenure. As a, <laughs> During my the beginning of my tenure as a Viking fan, we completely actually owned the Packers my first two seasons. Uh, it's funny how we went to OT and stopped the Packers at the goal line. Uh, kind of cool, kind of crazy. Stop, yeah, they were all super close games, except uh, the Metrodome one in 92 when the Vikings were clinching the division title against it. Uh, it was actually a decent Packer team. They were 9-7. and seven. It was the rest of the division that sucked that year. Everybody else was 5-11, and 11, Detroit and Chicago. How, how I remember that, I, I just do. That's the kind of person I am. I just remember that right out of the top of my head. Uh, of course, a couple of, well, there was one playoff game between us, two of them. We won the first one, which was fun. It was a very fun day with uh, Culpepper at quarterback. That was a fun day that meant absolutely nothing because we went to Philly and got our butts handed to us. And then several years later, Joe Webb was quarterback, and it was like, yeah, it was it was not a good day. It was just crap. <laughs> it's like having an undrafted or seventh-round quarterback, basically. You might as well have had Sean Mannion out there with a little bit better athleticism and, you know, you know like better legs because Mannion... I don't even know how Mannion's even a quarterback in the league. I have no idea. He just is, I guess. I don't see anything. <laughs> but uh, that's what it was. Uh, obviously, it's been a rich history. It's been a lot of fun. Been a lot of uh, interesting games. Been a lot of... We've met some friends, met some enemies over the years. Because obviously, you can make friends with Packer fans. It's not against the rules. This and that. But I'm going to say it again. Green Bay. Yeah, you get, yeah I think I said it. Green Bay is probably going to win the Super Bowl this year. That's my guess. Maybe that's a kiss of death, though. Purple Mafia host Joey Awajan says the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. So now everything's just going to go boo when the Packers aren't going anywhere. <laughs> that would be quite funny. But we all know who's over there. Best wide receiver in football, him and Justin Jefferson. That would be, uh, again, Devontae Adams. The best quarterback in the league. And quite frankly, yeah, despite the toe and the pain and all that that he's going through, he's still getting it done. And as the season progresses, I think that toe is just going to keep healing a little bit more and a little bit more. And it'll be enough for the Packers to get past uh, Kansas City or whoever. Maybe Tom Brady emerges again because Tom Brady's had some nice success against the Packers with the Patriots or with the Bucks. It was nice to see those teams finally play each other in a big, big day, uh, in a big game. Like the only way they would have... Uh, kicked off would have been in the Super Bowl, and that game never happened back in the day. You finally got to see it last year in the NFC title game. That was really cool. We'll see if they uh, kick off again in the NFC title game. Don't be surprised, but also don't be surprised if this time the Packers they get the third time as a charm. Third NFC title game in a row, and this time they go to the Super Bowl. Maybe they win, maybe they don't, but uh, depends how just how hot Kansas City truly is. Will the Packers beat the Vikings next week? <laughs> well, I think it's a fairly safe assumption. Something just popped up. I apologize. Now I'm getting confused. 
Sunday night football, just like what's flashing on the screen right now, 720, you know, uh, uh, NBC, all that good stuff. Frank, you know, not Frank, but Al and, and Mr. Collinsworth, guys like that. Yeah, it's fun. It'll be fun to watch, I guess. But I, I think Packers emerge victoriously. I'm sorry, they just do. You see Aaron Rodgers with that that that, uh, that smile, and despite limping around out there a little bit. But the Packers should be able to win this game. Rodgers just knows where to throw. I don't think he's going to have the sucky game he did against the Vikings. Easily his worst game of the season, quite frankly, other than the the uh, Saints game at the season opener. Those were like two major hiccups for the Saints game and the Vikings game this season for Green Bay. At the end of the day, uh, I don't see any repeat of that. I'd be quite shocked. And it would totally figure. The Vikings sweep Green Bay. Uh, a year the Vikings sweep Green Bay when Green Bay has the best record in the league and we're 8-8 eight and eight at the time of the win. Like it means so much. You know, sweep, sweep a great Green Bay team when you're actually the other great team. When we're going to 12-3, and 13-3, 14-3, that's when you want to sweep Green Bay. Not when it's a, a, a worthless season like this. So I think it's going to be a split. And the Packers defeat the Vikings. Final score, 31. Yeah, I, I, somehow I think it's going to even be higher. But no, let's go with 31-21. to 21. Green Bay wins by 10. And a jump up to 13-3. and three And one more to try to get their 14th at the end of the year. And clinch home field advantage throughout the National Football Conference. And, uh, well, we'll see what happens after that. It's going to be quite interesting. A first round bye. They'll be the only team in the NFC with it. And I think it's a collision course of the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl <laughs> going forward. With that said, I believe there was a Super Bowl between those teams way back in I'm 99% sure. Yeah, Packers actually beat them. I think it's going to be the same. Yay. With that, we'll take a quick break and get to fan interaction right after this. back here on Purple Mafia. Time to uh, get to fan interaction, but first, we're going to hear from Vigit. Vigit, it is an application. It's two different words. V-I-G-I-T. Just like fig, but with a V. Yeah. <laughs> it is a like a fantasy sports betting application. Again, not with real money wagering. Not with real money wagering. Social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks and see what others are saying about games. Vigit Betting League. It's a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sports book. Bet free coins. Win real prizes. So it's kind of like that NBC predictor. It's fun. You know, you can win. You can actually win real prizes. Betting stats. There is great information available on the Vigit Like Line movement where the public is betting. So you could even use it as a cheat sheet. And imagine if you are doing real money wagering. You can use it that way, like a cheat sheet, but also highly recommended if you do decide to join, which obviously doesn't cost you a penny. <laughs> put in the uh, referral Paladino Live. It is one word, Paladino Live. That would actually help the show. They give us a, it'll give me a little bit of a percentage there. And then, at the end of the day, there's another application out there that I highly recommend, and it's a lot of fun. Crypto.com. Crypto.com. Do you want to trade some cryptocurrencies? Why not? They're starting to move in the right direction again, which also means you better get in because when the prices go up, the prices are too, the prices are, are higher. Be nice to get in while they're moving. 
hopefully in the right direction long term. Even like Bitcoin, anything like Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Shiba, Inu. There's going to be Zombie Inu at one point. Uh, Doge alone. That one is, uh, the ticker is E-L-O-N for that one. But uh, if you want any tips or questions or like ideas, you can always private message me and all that. But if you do join, obviously there is, or if you do want, want to join anyway, there is a link in the show description that I put there. Click on that. That'll open up the application that shows that I referred you. And then we each get money put in our account, $25 for both of us, as that would definitely help the Purple Mafia show and the other podcasts I do. Greatly, really appreciate it if you would be able to do that. And twenty-five dollars isn't isn't nothing in the uh, cryptocurrency world. Uh, you don't need thousands of dollars to buy cryptocurrency. You could buy it with you know there is no limit. There is no minimum limit. Uh, so jump on board and do enjoy. There there might be a minimum limit for no there isn't. I was going to say there's one for Bitcoin, but no there isn't actually. You can put as little as like ten bucks, five even five dollars. I don't know why you put that little, and the fee is like a teensy weensy percentage. Like if and it's a percentage type of deal. So like if you were to only put in ten bucks, it'd be like way less than a dollar, like twenty cents or something. If you were to put it, you know, just it's a small small percentage though. Highly recommended. Do enjoy crypto.com. That is an application, not a website. Facebook and Twitter at Purple Mafia Show at Purple Mafia Show. This was not tweeted to me, but I left it here anyway because it's like, yep, <laughs> Pete Laflamme. He simply says, fire Zimmer. <laughs> and I don't disagree. It's time to move on. It's nothing personal. It's business, you know. I have a feeling it's going to be a little quiet, at least on the Twitter side today, unfortunately. I think uh, Mad Martin's had enough. <laughs> I think so. Retweets by Malcolm McSween out of California, Vince Germano out of Australia, and Tanae Brown out of New Zealand. Thank you guys so much for the retweets. Tanae Brown, here it is. He's uh, quote-tweeting a comment from Rick Sosa that says, Vikings D-line uh, leads the NFL in pass rush efficiency in sacks, and the last two games with Tomlinson, Pierce, Barr, and Kendricks finally all on the field at once. The run defense is pretty dang good. Just saying, hashtag skull. Tanae Brown, with his uh, quote, says, didn't we, just play the, didn't we just play the Bears and Steelers? I wouldn't be putting too much value into how the D-line looks against either of them. Thoughts? Probably, I was saying Purple Mafia thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I agree. That's uh, It's a little bloated there. I, I think that's a little bit, uh, being getting a little too happy here, wearing a little bit of purple purple and gold shades, drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, God bless you and everything. I have nothing against you, but I'm sure you understand a lot of stuff. He's the co-founder of the Purple Code, huh? And again, covering the Vikings in English and Spanish. Cool. I mean, I respect you. I'm not trashing you. I'm not talking bad about you. It's just, okay, I'm even giving you a follow. Because I actually hadn't heard of him before. I'm just being polite. Um, just gave him a follow. Hopefully he follows back, but I doubt it. Because <laughs> everybody's too big for me, right? The whole world is some days. Um, yeah, that's a little bit fanboyish. I'm, you know, the pass rush has been pretty respectable this year. Considering last year, there was literally nothing. I mean, it was like there was nothing. No pass rush the whole season it was horrible this year it's been there it's it's been existent but do you really think it's the best pass rush in the league and uh, no 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 it's been good it's been good i mean it, it was good until today where there was absolutely nothing oh mad martin i missed you today yeah i think he got he's just he's just had enough and i can sense that i hope you can call in though especially as we get to the end of the season because i'm sure you'll have a lot to say uh 
Man, I'd love to hear it. I would love to hear it, Bad Martin out of Northern Skull. And he says, not a great start, but do we care? And I was thinking, not really. No, I wish we could. Uh, and he responded with, absolutely. I think that was the whole conversation. I was saying, I wish we could. He said, absolutely. I don't think, yeah, he did not tweet again after that, which is a bummer. I wish we could care, you know. I wish we could. Black Space, that would be Sebastian Barton. Yeah, I was ranting and ranting about... I've just been getting tired of these stupid... Yeah, there's a lot of propaganda these days, and it's bugging me. I'll leave it at that. Sebastian says, I got rid of cable TV listening on radio, and I completely tune out commercials on radio. Yeah, because radio commercials, there's a lot of propaganda there, too. And I'll just leave it at that. You can uh, have your own opinion out there with how you feel. And uh, I'm going to leave that alone from here on. Um, I was ranting also about the uh, stupid Samsung commercials. What What is wrong with Samsung? They're just... I mean, Apple's commercials have sucked forever, and now Samsung's as bad as them. I'll just leave it where it is. It's, it's garbage. It's not good. In fact, it's freaking annoying sometimes. Ah, a little Facebook memory, huh? I'll post that. That was back when I was living in Brooklyn Parksdale for a while, doing Purple Mafia, huh? On, my third, on the third floor. Now I'm on the second here in Golden Valley. I could literally jump out this window and not even hurt myself unless I really wanted to. Uh huh. Any comments on the last one? No. People thought it was funny, though, when I was saying, how ugly can a win be? Some people thought that was funny. I guess uh, breaking Delvin Cook was placed on the COVID-19 list. Yep, Alexander Madison was the running back today, as you noticed. I didn't even talk about that hardly, but yeah, it's exactly. He wasn't there, and there was just not a whole lot to say otherwise anyway. Just show all the comments. Why, why do I even have to press the same thing every week? Tony Brown was saying, Kirk needs to get the get out of the funk he is in for us to stand a chance against the Rams with his rib, rib injury and the O-line turning to crap. I don't like our chances, and that's exactly what happened. It just kind of continued from where it was. I was saying, yep, same here. Yep, and the Vikings did not win the game. The in-game threads, let's see where that is. Yep, unfortunately, yeah, Mike Dale, yeah, he was busy. And I'm sure a lot of you were, and I hope you had a Merry Christmas. I truly do. Mike Dale, upstate New York, says, Sorry, Joey. Visiting relatives and away from a TV set. Looks like I'm relegated to following along periodically using a game tracker app. Hope hope we can pull off an upset, but I'm not entirely optimistic. Skull and Merry Belated Christmas Hall. And Merry Belated Christmas to you. Brad McCarthy says, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We Viking fans deserve it after this year. I told him Merry Christmas as well. That was uh, Brett McCarthy out of South Dakota. Dave Hickey said, It's a miracle. It wasn't a touchdown. So sorry for the negativity, but I've witnessed far too many this year and in the past. It's time for some trick plays, or, or uh, it's all or nothing today. Barr finally makes a play second of the year, but now it's going to be just a field goal. Uh, Dave Hickey says, I guarantee a Rams touchdown before the half. Yep, luckily, that didn't happen. Luckily, thank God. Uh, Dave Hickey was saying last week, well, yeah, he had a lot of messages in a row. Last week, the officials emptied their pockets. This week, they had obvious holding penalties on the Rams and nothing. And the last drive that sets up Dancer to leave another wide receiver open for a touchdown. Yep. Yeah. It, every week is so different. Like, last week was like a million penalties, and this week is nothing. They swallowed the whistle. They, they hid the flag somewhere. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Dave Hickey, a couple more, says, uh, unless we get several turnovers, we're burnt toast. Bar with two picks as a Christmas miracle. And yeah, we still got, we got several turnovers and still couldn't win the game. Four turnovers, in fact. Pardon me. Brett McCarthy says that another wide receiver to catch the ball. Too many off-the-hand balls that get picked. Yep, that was one of those. 
where it was, uh, I believe that was off of K.J. Osborne, right? The interception by Kirk Cousins, one of those Warren Moon interceptions where it bounced off of Cadre Ismail's hands because Cadre Ismail, he could run. He could really run, but he couldn't catch for a while until he went to Baltimore. That's when he got a little better. It sure seemed. Ben McCarthy says defense is definitely a fix. The punt return hurts. Effort. Go, J.J., go. I have a bad feeling about this game, and I was like, yep. Dave Vicky was thinking it might be a blowout. Luckily, it wasn't, but eh, it doesn't matter. Loss is a loss, right? Just like a win's a win. Uh, Dave Vicky says Zimmer's vaunted run defense is a joke. It's just as bad as last year. Yeah, that's a good one. That's so true. So true. Brent Jacobson says hello and skull from my security post at U.S. Bank Stadium. Cool. Uh, ben McCarthy was saying bars playing lights out. Dave Vicky says Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all the Pearl Moffat faithful. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. And Brett McCarthy said, hello, Skull. That was actually the first one. Thank you, Brett McCarthy, for always being around. And Dave Hickey, awesome. <clears throat> Those were some great ones. Here's the uh, the uh, post-game thread. Dave Hickey says, Joey, I would give the Fran Reward to Anthony Barn. Yep, yep, I did. Yep, there you go. There's your Fran, Fran Award. Believe it or not, the ponder goes to the run defense in Camp Dantzler. Yeah, it was a rough day, wasn't it? Denny Brown says, yep, and I gave it to uh, Pierce. Michael Pierce, you know, run defense. Denny Brown says, woke up just before half, looked at the score, didn't bother getting out of bed to watch. Yep, <laughs> Denny. Ted Lynch says, why? Hmm, interesting. Dave Vicky respond, uh, returns again, says, the Vikings just don't have the killer mentality. Cousins always look nervous, never confident, unless he wins a close game over a winless team. And you get that, you like that chant. When the game should have never been close. Anyways, yeah, Bo, you nailed that. Uh, then you go along and lose to that same winless team later. Yep, the, the freaking Lions. Zimmer is shaking like a leaf the entire season. And he plays not to lose in his personality. accountable, uh, And he's personally accountable, pardon me, for at least three losses this season. So I hope this marks the end of their career with the Vikings. Long story short. Can't disagree with that. Brent, Brent, uh, Brent Jacobson was asking, are we officially eliminated? And I was saying, no, but mentally I would say they are. Yep. Brent again says, I don't know if this makes me a bad fan or not, but I want us to lose out. Get new leadership and a better draft pick. And I agree. Uh, Dave Vicky responds with, I think you're a regular Vikings fan. You used, uh, you're used to mediocrity and the Vikings winning when they should lose, but chances are they make the wrong pick in the draft anyways, except for a few picks like Justin Jefferson, Moss, and a few lucky ones like Hunter and, and O'Neal. Yeah. And Jerry Hicks says, typical. I get about the Vikings game, generally speaking. Gold star for this episode is Dave Hickey for sure. Uh, silver star? Definitely got to be... And again, uh, silver star is going to go to... Brent and Brett. Brent and Brett. <laughs> I got it like that, right? Bronze Star 2. Bronze Star to Sebastian and Mad Martin on Twitter. Sebastian and Mad Martin on Twitter. Bronze Star to you guys. Big, big show. Thank you guys very much. Always being a part of things. Really appreciate everything. God bless all of you. And again, hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Hope you have a nice new year coming up as well, as it will be a new year next time we talk about the Minnesota Vikings. As this all just goes by too quickly, doesn't it? 
it just goes by too quickly. It's like it's it's Christmas season and it's it's New Year's Eve. Man, that was too fast. That's what it's like. Yeah, it's like geez, like Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Like okay, <laughs> it's too fast. It's kind of a bummer. The one thing though, for those of you out there, they might be like, oh no, January. Oh no, it's winter, like hardcore winter. You know what's the best part about winter? Guess what season is next after winter? What what season is that? Spring. That's the glass half full way to look at it. Spring is on deck now. Spring's on deck. It's not six months away anymore like it was around Halloween, you know, or whatever, you know, in the month of October where it's six whole months away. And it's dark and boring, you know, it's hard to get up in the morning and it's dark at like five o'clock. Now, yeah, spring is going to gradually start coming. You're going to see increase of sunlight. So that's the good part. But it's, it's very gradual until mid-January when it starts to really pick up the pace a bit on a daily basis. Fun to, fun to kind of keep up with that at times with your little uh, different applications out there to keep up with the sunrise, sunsets, and lunar and all that. But I'm like a super nerd when it comes to that kind of thing. So, yeah, maybe a lot of you out there might be like rolling your eyes at the thought of that. Like, sounds fascinating, Joey. <clears throat> But again, I hope you enjoyed your Christmas out there. Uh, and those of you that don't celebrate Christmas, I'm sorry if I'm saying it too much, but it is what it is. I hope you enjoyed whatever holiday you celebrate if you don't celebrate Christmas. If it's Kwanzaa, if it's Hanukkah, um, or you don't celebrate anything, that's a bummer. I'm not a big New Year's guy. I just think it's Monday to Tuesday. I think it's just another day. That's me. Um, to me, I, I this is where my glass half empty might show up. February or December 31st I'll be uh, I'll have the same job as I'll have on on January 1st same job same this same that same <laughs> same problems same good things same pros and same cons you know when things change they change gradually or maybe they do change quickly but it's not because it's new year's it's because it's a different day day to day things can change on occasion here and there. But a lot of times, a lot of things just don't. You know, most of the time things don't change. So, to me, just New Year's is overrated. Christmas is not uh, overrated, even though the crowds suck. I don't like going to the grocery store the last week of December. It's a pain in the butt. Or the last week before Christmas, it is a headache. Or going just about anywhere. Like a Target or something. It's ridiculous. Um, but, well, that part's over. So the crazy part is over. The shopping but, I don't know. <laughs> you still got one more day that everybody goes absolutely crazy over. It's called New Year's Eve. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's it's okay. It's kind of cool. But that's it. It's kind of cool seeing 2022 instead of 2021 or whatever the heck. 95 instead of 94. You know, that kind of thing. 90 instead of 89. 2000 instead of 1999. It's kind of cool for about five seconds. And then it's like, oh, well, everything's the same, though. You drive the same car. It's the same whatever, you know, so you live in the same apartment, same house, it is what it is, so, <laughs> that's just how I look at it, I apologize if that's too negative, or too, uh, whatever, negative Nancy, or negative Joey, or whatever the heck you want to call me, uh, please do write a positive rating for Fruitful Mafia, after all that negativity, right, if you could on Apple Podcasts, uh, Audible, or Stitcher, those are the three applications where you could do that, if you could, I'd really appreciate that, write a positive rating for the show, I personally thank you on air as soon as I see it anyway. Um, otherwise, please recommend this to your this show to your friends. The other thing would be call into the voicemail if you could. The uh, Well, not voicemail. Uh, you basically create the file and send it to me. It's called an audio submission. Audio submission nowadays. 
What you do is you open any free voice recording application on the planet, which every smart device has. Open it up. Press record. Create it like a phone call. Stop, uh, save it. And then email it slash share it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. One guy who used to call in all the time when it was a phone line, and then when it, now it's the audio submission, he never did again. And that was Brent Jacobson. Please, Brent, I miss you. It'd be great to hear from you again. Yeah, hopefully you still listen, <laughs> and you'll call in and do that sometime. We'd love to hear from Mark Carlson again. We'd love to hear from Dave Hickey again. You know, I'd absolutely love to hear from Tanae or uh, Dave Martin. Oh, my goodness, Tanae Wilson-Brown. Uh, Dave Martin. You know, you know who I'd really like to hear from, and it's been a long time? Malcolm. Malcolm, and <laughs> I'd love to hear from you again. Yep, uh, again, it's just a voice, re uh, just use your voice recording application. Every smart device has it. Uh, you know, just uh, once you save it, you uh, share it slash email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, and then I would then convert it into an mp3 file. Thanks to zamzar.com. That's what you gotta do. Uh, if you haven't, and if I've never met you on Facebook or Twitter and you'd like to call in, let's go, do it. I want to I wanna hear from you. You know, John from Iowa, uh, Jacob from Minnesota, <laughs> Leland from Iowa. It'd be cool to hear from him sometime. You know, Leland, Jeff Froyland, guys like that, you know, that I've never heard their voice. Uh, Jerry Hicks used to call in from St. Louis. Yep, I miss you, Jerry, in case you're listening. Uh, I still remember Jason from Delta, I, uh, from, uh, I believe that's Iowa. Uh, he was the very first caller ever. Tony Coleman, I'd love to hear from you sometime. Um, I could go on all day, you know. <laughs> uh, Anthony from L.A., just in case he's listening. What was there? There was another one out there. Uh, there was Bryce. I think he's from Minnesota. He called in a couple times. So, so nice. You know, great, great, great call-ins. And then I never heard from him again. Just a big bummer. So with that, again, hope all of you have a wonderful week. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and talk to you next week.